Hello. So it's been a while. I live in a very busy street, so apologies if you can hear background noise. Um, so the reason I've been missing all this time is because of everything that's been going on in the world, specifically about Palestine and Colombia. This all touches, like, this all hits way too close to home. Um, and I'm gonna explain to you why in, on this episode. Um, so maybe you can also realize some things. Specifically if you're white and if you're European. Um, so here it goes. So I'm going to start by talking about coffee. Because that's when it all started for me. That's the When I started to learn about coffee, that's when I started to think about where everything came from. And I started to think about colonialism. And so I was in London and I was working in the hospitality industry. I was working in a random restaurant, not important at this time. Um, And... I was given like a masterclass, like a whole day training about coffee. And I learned that coffee is actually a fruit and that this coffee fruit is grown in coffee farms. There's different varieties. There's the Arabica coffee and then there's Robusta coffee. Robusta coffee generally has more caffeine in it, but it's also, it has a, more bitter taste and arabica is more the plant itself is a lot more um, weak but it has more acidity and more flavor to it and it the the caffeine is not as harsh as the robusta one so these coffee plants are taken care of in this coffee farms and then they are either machine picked or hand picked um obviously the more money the farm has the more advanced quote-unquote the picking method is um but if it's hand picked there's like people making sure that they take the ripped fruit and not the unripped fruit. Um, but if it's the machine one, then all the fruits in the vine or in the in the plant are taken to be processed. Now this process differs from it. It it's different from one coffee farm to the other one. But in general, there's three methods, three processes. One if one it's washed, so you literally put the fruit of the coffee in these tanks of water and you take the skin and the let's say the meat of the fruit off the seed, so you're left with the seed and then you dry that off and then you send that green coffee 
to be roasted. Another method is to is it the natural method. So you take the fruit and you put it out in the sun to dry. And you have to move it so that there's no a lot of fermentation and that the that the bacteria that are in the air don't really don't ruin the the coffee seed. Um after it's fully dried then you can take the skin off and the meat of the fruit off and then you have that green bean and it's again sent to be roasted and then there's the honey method which is like half and half so you take a bit of the skin off and you let it dry in the sun and then you wash it or you no you wash it first you take a bit of the skin off and then you let it dry and then it's sent to be roasted and that's called honey the the honey process so after that you have green coffee that you then roast and then grind and then brew to have your cup of, cup of coffee in the morning now this maybe it's like a really long talk about coffee that doesn't make a lot of sense but what really got my attention after all that after all that process for me what really got my attention was the fact that there was so much attention so much work behind a single grain of coffee and so what really upset me after that was that the coffee farms generally are in the southern part of the planet so south america africa southeast asia asia and to me that was quite surprising because of the price of coffee you can just get a coffee for in Spain for two euros, an euro and fifty cents, but it takes so much work, and I was very surprised by that. So I kept, so I I started to really learn more about it, and I learned that there is this thing called specialty coffee, and that means that the coffee that is so, so, sold. It's a bit more pricey, so that would be the two euro latte or two euro fifty latte instead of a, a like one euro fifty latte, and that is because this coffee is sourced from a specific coffee farm, and in theory, in my head. That was a better deal because you were paying more and so the coffee farmer who works so hard to get this coffee is getting paid more. So in theory that's more sustainable than let's say Starbucks and we're getting into colonialism now um, than Starbucks charging this ridiculous amount but then 
having this really dark roasted coffee which is not even they say it's fair trade but fair trade as an organization you cannot really trust them i th- i trust more personally um small businesses that deal with specific coffee farms and then they sell them their coffee and then they roast it in the in Europe or the US and then that's a specialty coffee chain. However, when you think back, you realize that this is actually about colonialism because it's quite surprising that what we call the third world is the is the it's the poorest, it's the one with more problems of of famine, um, yet they are the ones with the resources and the, and the primary source of food, of materials that we use in our daily life. Coffee actually was discovered in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia, coffee literally is like a like a very normal plant around, and so. And then I started reading about colonization and racism, and I realized that we're still doing the same shit. Um, this year. I read, I, I'm subscribed to all these coffee newsletters and stuff because I'm really interested in it. Because one thing I haven't mentioned is that in specialty coffee, it's kind of like wine in the sense that you can taste different taste notes and like textures depending on where the coffee is from, how the process is done, um, how you brew it. And so it's quite interesting and as a Taurus I do love some sensory shit going on like the smells, the taste, all of it. Like I enjoy the process very much. However, when I started, when I received this newsletter about this report, the coffee price report of 2020, um, you pay, like we in Europe, we pay from one to two dollars per kilo of green coffee but then we sell it we sell the latte which has in my particular case like in my current job we sell it for two euros the latte and it doesn't make sense because with this margin of profit wouldn't it make sense to give back like i understand that as a business you need to pay for your stuff but honestly hospitality is not the best paid job in the world so okay you need to pay your stuff you need to pay your bills you need to pay like the equipment and stuff okay but then 
with such a margin, can't you just give back a little bit? Like, call me crazy, but it just seems a bit too much. It's just a bit ridiculous for me, personally. Um, and this relates to Palestine because it's, um, Starbucks is actually funding Israel's army. And I've known this for a while and I stopped drinking Starbucks for a while because what Starbucks does is to roast the coffee so dark so that in every single Starbucks in general you will taste the same kind of coffee. So basically they burn the coffee and you can't really taste the difference between a coffee from Colombia than a coffee from Ethiopia. So um, that's one thing. The second thing is that Israel is killing people, innocent people. Israel literally threw tear gas bombs to Al-Aqsa, the third most holy site in Islam. During Ramadan, what the hell? Um, and the the difference now between back then when slavery started with colonialism and now is that now we have phones. Like now we have the power to send a video of what's going on in a totally different part of the world to someone who can actually have a platform and has power, has internet, has privilege. And so it really enraged, enraged me the fact that so many people, at least here in Spain, it doesn't seem like a lot of people are aware of this, except the Muslim community, um, that this is happening and that we should be talking about this and that we should be asking our governments to stop the fucking bullshit. <sighs> Another thing that's going on for 50 years is that the Sahara um, was a Spanish colony. And we just left and now Morocco is taking over it. It's taking over it in kind of the same way that Israel is taking over Palestine and more or less the same way that us Spaniards went to Latin America and said, now this is, your, this is ours now. So now you do as we say, and now you move to a, move to wherever the fuck you came from. In Colombia, they're also saying that to the indigenous people, which is crazy, coming from people that came literally from us. I just don't get it. It's just so clear to me. Everything coming from colonialism is this is the same root is the same thing so that's what i've been 
these past few months, no, weeks, more more like weeks, but it's just been really hard to see everything so clear, yet people making it like a complex issue, like a like like a conflict, like. No, it's all the same shit, and I don't know, it's just really hard to see and to watch. Um, Of course, I'm trying to do my part, but it doesn't seem enough. So what's the solution? I don't, I don't know. What I'm doing is to learn about these things, to be witness of people doing awful things to innocent people. I'm posting in my 60 follower account. Um, I'm talking about it with my friends with my family, I'm praying for those souls, and I'm planning to try and make a difference in the coffee industry. I don't know when, I don't know how specifically, but I'm working towards that and sometimes I think we need to know that that is enough just we're trying like the 3d is quite hard already like not only our physical needs but the way this society has been structured it's quite hard to navigate so another thing that has that has helped me is to understand and see the world as a very narcissistic place as in the universe expanded so that it could experience itself from different perspectives and that's just thinking about themselves and then these other perspectives are thinking about what the others would think about them and so that is literally codependency for me narcissism and codependency are the same coin just different sides um and it it just it just makes everything and it just makes everything make sense a little bit like why like these celebrities are like do you even know who I am and why they're like fans living for them like I don't know, the contrast is quite funny in a way to see 
You can also see it in family dynamics, in your daily life. Um, I think everyone has a bit of a narcissistic trait and a codependent trait. You have to take care of yourself, but you you also need to take care of others. And it can be quite difficult whether you are being well taken care of and being put as an as a priority or if the cont- the contrary is true for you so i think it's important to find a balance and understand that this is hard as hell like give yourself some credit first of all that you are listening to podcasts that you are trying to better yourself and second of all that you are a human being in this crazy world and you're doing everything that you can but also i want to add that if you're not doing anything this is what would you would be doing in second world war just staying silent and not speaking out for those who can't speak so i hope this episode gives you something to think about But just know that if you have a following, if you have the simple tool of having a Facebook, an Instagram, Twitter, like social media, if you have like one, two, five, I don't care how many followers, you have a platform and you have to use your voice. This is the way we use your voice nowadays. Keep up with the times, people. And also, if you're not speaking with the innocent, not with the innocent, if you're not speaking for the innocent, what makes you as a human being, like, do you have a soul? And, like, can you sleep at night? Because I couldn't. I I wouldn't be able to do so. Again, this is for the people who are white and privileged, and think that a pandemic is already a big enough problem for them. It's hard here, yes, but we need to take care of each other. And I don't see many people that I know um, posting about it. And so I wanted to do this podcast to talk about it because this is the only thing we're left with. After you're gone... It's not going to matter with, I don't know. I hope this episode helped you put into perspective some things, especially if you're white again. And stay safe. And I'll talk to you soon. There's a reason you always trust your gut. Your whole body's health depends on it. Did you know 70% of your immune system resides in your gut? Invest in your health with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. DSO-1 is formulated with 24 clinically and scientifically studied probiotic strains and a plant-based prebiotic to support whole body benefits. It works to promote healthy regularity and relief from occasional digestive discomfort and bloating. Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is also formulated to support a healthy immune system, and it even helps you look healthier and more vibrant on the outside by promoting smooth, clear, healthy skin. 
Invest in your whole body's health with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash gut and use code 25GUT to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash gut. Code 25GUT.